real athletes real stories we're back with another interview we're a little early this week so you know what that means when we're early that just means your girl is traveling to a track meet this weekend so all my texas high school state competitors look out your girl is coming home and if you are looking to connect we can definitely get it done just shoot me a dm on instagram and i will definitely link up with y'all because i love my texas babies okay also without further ado our guest this week is going to be one of america's best hurdlers to ever do it i mean this guy has so many records under 20 world record holder acc record holder national champion trey cunningham hey hey can you hear me okay yeah i can hear you Good. I like your haircut. Thanks. I didn't know how I felt about it. Um, I got rid of the, the blue, is what everybody calls it. <laughs> I like it though. I like it. It's more like cool. You know, it's, almost, okay. it's more like huh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you? How's your day? What you doing? Uh, today was a bunch of travel. We just got to Durham uh, a few hours ago. I had lifts when I got here. Uh, Five hundred sixty pounds on my back. <laughs> um. Not much. That's about it. Homework. Okay. Okay, I feel it. Okay, so we'll go ahead and get started. So this section is called The Real You. It's a fun, cool question to answer series. Okay, so the first one is, what's your favorite social media platform? My favorite social media? Mm-hmm. I like Twitter. Um, I'm a words person. I mean, I majored in public relations in undergrad, so I'm here for it. Uh, I like that it's chronological um, and it's not too facey like all the other social medias have become. Yeah, yeah, no, you you are a great writer. We're gonna definitely get into your, your, <laughs> uh, your column because you're such a good writer. Like Thank I was you. stuck reading all of them. Okay, so yeah. hobbies outside of track. Pardon? Hobbies outside of track. See, I read, I go to the beach, I meet new people. Um, recently, I've gotten into napping. <laughs> um, I write every now and then. And that's about it. I don't do much. I run track, I go to school, hang out with friends. <laughs> yeah, the usual. The so, usual. if you could pick indoor or outdoor, which one would you pick? Outdoor. Um, outdoor. Yeah. I I need the extra space. I do. Um, the 60 is too quick. I mean, it's like, it's seven seconds. It's 23, 24 steps. Like, it's nothing. Um, yeah. I feel like from hurdle three to eight anyway is my best part of my race. So I need those extra three hurdles at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel it. Okay, so give us your most embarrassing check and field experience so far. Um, <laughs> if you have one. Besides me crying on the 4x4, 75% of the time, um, I would say like back in high school or like middle school, I fell in a race. So embarrassed. So embarrassed. Did you get up um, and finish or did you stop? Oh, of course. But I had to lay there for a minute and like, do I get up and run or do I, do I stop? <laughs> you have to think um, about it. Yeah, but besides, yeah, I would say crying on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mean, so what's, what's your most memorable, like, 
gosh i don't know i have a lot of them like i have fun with it i mean yeah every meet is special like i either meet someone new or um i'm running there for the first time or i look up and notice it's in like a gorgeous location i mean if i had to narrow it down i think the first one would be like my first state championship in high school like that was a big deal for me yeah um and then moving forward it would probably be my world junior record that i set and then um probably racing at u.s championships for the first time most people might not think that was a big deal, but it was a big deal for me. Like it was the first time I really lined up with these professional guys I've been watching when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a surreal moment. It still is a surreal moment. Like I still do that. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the most recent one is my national championship indoors. Yes, yes. Okay, so what is your biggest misconception you feel like people get when, before they meet you? I don't know. It depends. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me I'm intimidating. Really? I don't know why. Like, I'm just <laughs> tiny human. I see myself as tiny. I think I have, like, <laughs> big dog syndrome or whatever. I think I'm smaller than I am. Mm -hmm. um, but they think I'm intimidating because, like, I guess, like, how I carry myself. But then at the same time, people think, like, um, I'm, like, kind of stuck up and stuff at times. Because I'm, I'm kind of, like, to myself when I'm on the track. Yeah. But outside of the track, like, if you see me warm up, it's constant talking, like, back and forth between people. I'm just, like, all over the place. Um, that's how I warm up, though. Yeah. And it's a part of my warm up. Like, I, we have time built in my warm up for me to talk. <laughs> that's, I love that. I love that. Because <laughs> I'm going to, regardless of what I'm doing. So I think that would be the biggest misconception. Um, I mean, also, like, people tell me I'm – I come off as perfect. I'm like, I'm so far from being perfect. Like, yeah. I mean, I have my bad days. I have my good days. Um, mm -hmm. I have my days where I don't even want to go over the hurdle anymore. Mm -hmm. I have days like I have for the past two months where I want to not finish this master's program. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, I I'm so that. over it. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I think those would be the two. Okay, okay. So do you seven step or eight step? Because honestly, you start so fast that I low-key couldn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I seven step. Um, I've been seven stepping since my sophomore year in college. Okay, okay. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm, I do a lot of research, a lot of digging. So do, can we see any more triple jump? <laughs> Coming I from. haven't triple jumped <laughs> since junior year of high school. Maybe. <laughs> Um, it was just something to do, so I didn't have to run the 400. <laughs> anything, uh, anything but the 400. Yeah, so that's what it was. I mean, it was just something fun I thought would be cool. Um, I thought long jump was too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Even though some people say it's the hardest event in track and field, I'm like, okay, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I like that though. That's that's what's up though. I like like you were able to like just try something just cause like that's yeah. cool. I find that's real cool. Okay, so for those who don't know, which I'm pretty sure y'all all do, I am live right now with Mr. Trey Cunningham, the one and only. So let's go to the beginning. Like, where? How was it growing up in Winfield, Alabama? Winfield City, Alabama. Okay, so. Winfield is a tiny town in northwest Alabama. It's about 4,500 people. We have three stoplights, one school, 
We have separate schools for like elementary, middle, and high school, but it's all the same school. What? Um, I mean, people always ask me like, how did? What did you do for fun? Uh, <laughs> like, like how did you exist there? Like, you're such a city person. Um, I mean, it was my reality. Um, what I knew, um, I mean, I had a really good family around me. I was very lucky to have that. Um, I mean, they always motivated me and pushed me to do whatever I was passionate about. Um, I also think it kind of helped me progress in track and field because there wasn't so many options for me to get distracted there. <laughs> so I would just go to the track. Um, I mean, I think it was a nice little environment. Uh, yeah. That town is very supportive of me. Um, so yeah, I see it as a blessing. Yeah, so let's get into your first involvement with sports. I read that it took you a little minute to get into track, like as like far as like middle school, and your parents are full of athletes. So like, what took yeah. you so long? I don't know. My mom told me the other day something I'd never heard before. Um, she said her friends always told her that I was overbred. Like, <laughs> my family, <laughs> full of athletes. Um, when I was younger, totally not interested. I would much rather read a book. Still would much rather read a book than go to a sporting event. Um, but <laughs> I was totally not interested. And the first thing I liked was basketball. Okay. So naturally, I thought I was going to play at Duke University and play for the Boston Celtics. Little did I know my final height would be 6'2", and I did not want to put in the time and the effort to dribble a basketball at such amazing agility and just spend the time. I was like, I'm just going to run at solid objects. It seems like fun. So I found my way to track actually through, like, my cousin, kind of. I just kind of, like, followed her out there in seventh grade. Um, okay. I mean, I had, like, my mom and some of my aunts and, like, them talking about them doing track as, like, something they would do on the side to stay in shape and stuff. So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And, I mean, I was always the fastest one on the playground. Yeah. So I was there, seventh grade. Absolute trash. Um, I was underdeveloped. Like, puberty was a blessing for me. <laughs> Love that thing hormones work phenomenal <laughs> um, so yeah and it took off from there like my freshman year of high school uh that was like the first time I was like oh I can go fast and then yeah. as I just matured uh escalated and eventually like a world junior record like who would have thought that I mean so and here we are today <laughs> one of the fastest no. hurdlers ever <laughs> literally literally and i love that you say that with confidence so i feel like a lot of athletes like don't like to toot their own horn but like i feel like track you have to like if you don't nobody else will so like yeah i mean it's a nice little thing you can throw out there is like a follow-up it's not always my introduction but yeah it's always like just like hit the google and be like because <laughs> <laughs> it definitely says olympic athlete underneath your name like never been to the olympics <laughs> They say they they said it. They said that's fine. That's fine. Okay, so you've been that like just like you were saying like in high school you've been that you won twenty individual state titles, which I think is sickening. 
<laughs> you won 20 and then you also broke the under 20 world record so was it hard balancing like the expectations and just all the stuff that came with so much success so early um i would say the high school level not so much once i got to college um I would say that world record really weighed on me. Um, mm. Like I had some professionals reaching out to me and stuff. And then they were like, are you even going to go to college? Like, are you one and done? Like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then having to make that adjustment to the 42 inch barriers um, and just like figuring out how to like run at the college level. Um, it took me a while and I'm actually glad I came to college. And so went, professional out of high school which I didn't even know I was thinking about doing until like this past year people were like yeah we were expecting you to just go straight out of high school I was like what that was an option <laughs> um, so yeah that was news to me but I just think over time like I finally figured it out and I'm glad I went so yeah yes definitely so let's get into choosing FSU like I'm pretty sure you had many, many options. So, like, what narrowed it down to FSU for you? So, my final four, I didn't do five. Um, okay. They were all red schools. Uh, I'll go in the order of the visit. So, it was Alabama. Okay. I took that one kind of to appease mom because she's <laughs> an Alabama alum, played basketball there. Turns out that was my best visit. So fun. Wow. And then I go to FSU. Didn't even know what to expect because, like, I'm from Bama. We only do Alabama or Auburn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's all we do. Mm -hmm. um, loved it. Um, I mean, it wasn't, like, the most wild and, like, mind-blowing experience, but it was, like, in the back of my mind the whole time. Um, I was, like, I could be there even if track wasn't a thing. The beach is close. It's far enough from home, but close enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I knew their track program was historically pretty good. And then I, where did I go next? I was supposed to go to South Carolina and then that visit got canceled because of a hurricane. So I went to Stanford. Okay. Eh. Mm. I was, listen, I was this close to going to Stanford. Really? Like, yes. So my best friend was on the visit with me. He committed at on the visit, told me that, put the pressure on me. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to go. And then they gave me such a bad offer. I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not making my parents pay this absurd amount of money to go to college. Because first of all, so, it's expensive over there. It's very expensive. And <laughs> yeah. then I finally took that South Carolina visit at the end. Um, and it was fun. Um, and then I had two of my friends on there telling me, like, hey, we're going to Alabama. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So... Took me a while. Um, I like took a week and just sat with myself and my thoughts about like what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. and I chose Florida State. So that's how I got there. Yes. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your transition because it really freaks me out that like the guys hurdle race kind of like it really changes in my eyes because going to forty two inches is a big difference. So like. What yeah. kind of helped you with that transition? I mean, people, like, have a misconception of hurdling, like, it's all technical. Mm -hmm. That couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
you have to be an elite sprinter to be an elite hurdler. Like people yeah. don't understand that. Like we can run the flat. Like we're not going to be in the hundred meter final at the Olympics, but I mean, we could damn near be in the semi. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think getting older, just maturing and like figuring out like what works for me. How do I work with a new coach? How do I figure out how to just like navigate that? Um, I think that helped a lot. And then just like spatially, like you just have to figure out basically how to hurdle again because you get so used to going over the smaller hurdles and then you have to like take off further and like figure out how to like just put it all together again. So I think time really just helped me the most. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I know you had to stay patient through in that process. Like that's crazy to me. But, yeah, I mean, those it's, things are high, man. <laughs> it's high. It's high. high. Like, that's why I salute guy hurdlers that go from high school to college because I just feel like I, that wouldn't be for me. So going into your freshman year, you know, you won ACCs right off the bat. Like, did you feel like you can, like, take a deep breath and kind of, like, whoo, okay. Type, was, it, was it that vibe? Kind of. I mean, like I said, I had all those expectations coming in uh, with the world record. So, um yeah. Yeah, I feel like I was like, all right, I got my foot wet. I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were the first athlete. First of all, I was giving Soldier Boy. Shout out to FSU because they were like first athlete. First <laughs> athlete to win three consecutive ACC hurdle titles. And you were the, you are the ACC record holder. So do you feel like it was a new win every time? Uh, kind of. Um, okay. So like freshman year, it was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Sophomore year, um, I was like starting to figure it out, and then um, had a coaching change. Mm -hmm. so I was like, "All right, we got to figure this out again." And then, turns out that coaching change was a big improvement for me. And um, then COVID hit, so took that away. Mm -hmm. um, and then just basically like had to refine like why was I doing this? Um, what drives me to fling myself at these solid objects again? Because, I mean, I had, I've had opportunities where I can just drop out of school and go model. Like, I'm pretty sure they, they were like, we need you somewhere for three months. And I was like, I can't do that. I have to train. So I chose track. Um, and I think COVID really allowed me to like, really go within because we had all the time in the world. <laughs> and just like really figure out what was important to me and then came back um and like tried to apply all that stuff and then it eventually led me to an injury and then refinding myself because I wasn't even going to the Olympic trials like no one knows like I wasn't going to get on the plane um my medical wow. team talked me into going um, I didn't hurdle until the day before. So like that really tested me and I uh, figured out a lot about myself and that catapulted me to this year. Yeah, I was gonna, that's, and it's, it's like, it's kind of like bittersweet because like collegians going into like Olympic trials have so many meets before that, like indoor, outdoor. Like I remember Trevor Bassett said like he had 56 races underneath his belt going to Olympic trials. Like, 
That's crazy. And like you were dealing with that injury. So I was just going to get into the Olympic trial. So like, what was your biggest takeaway from that all experience? Because you ended up PRing. Yeah, I PRed three times. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, and then you weren't even going to get on the plane. Like, um, yeah, so I had the whole medical workup. Like, they basically had me on um, a depression watch is what I would say. Like, I mean, I wasn't going to go. Like, yeah. I was like, why am I going to go? I can't even hurdle. Yeah. Um, so I got on the plane, went out there, rested. I was there for a week. And then the day before prelims was the first time I went over a hurdle in a month. How did it feel? I was like, all right, no pain. Let's rock and roll. Bet. Let's rock and roll. Um, I went over seven hurdles total in practice. So it was like two sets of two and one over three. That was it. Okay. Game over. And then we get to the prelims, and I was like, there's no way. Like, I felt great. Um, I am who I am. If I finish the race, I don't. If I make it to hurdle nine, have to pull up, I did my best. Mm -hmm. So go out there. I'm just going, just going, 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 <laughs> going, going. Don't even know, like, what is happening. Um, all I know is that I'm like, there's no one with me. What happened? Did everyone fall? <laughs> and then I just like see Daniel out of the corner of my eye. And I'm like, all right, we're running. <laughs> and I crossed the line. I didn't even know what the time was. People like, I think uh, one of the announcers was like, and you hear like Cunningham down there screaming or whatever because he just PB. And I was like, I didn't even see the clock. <laughs> I was happy I finished the race. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the best. My personal best before I even knew. Like, I finished the race. I'm like, we won. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> We're done. We're running. We're running this damn meet. We're gonna make this damn team. So, I uh, found out I PB'd in the media room actually. And then <laughs> next day, turns out it was the hottest day on the planet. Like, it was 140 degrees out there, and. <laughs> I um, just came with the same mentality. I was like, we're here. We're going to rock and roll. Um, turns out some fitness might actually help in round three. Um, <laughs> so I just ran out of gas. Like, that was it. And I wasn't upset. Like, people were like, you were less than a tenth away or like a tenth away. And I was like, yeah, but I wasn't even supposed to be there. Yeah. And what I took from that was like, under any condition, I'm a race and I'm gonna be that ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what... <laughs> I love that. I love that. Cause like I love that. I love that. Honestly. I love that. I love that whole story. Cause track is it's a real, real different sport. Like it yeah. will take you through all that just so you can PR three times and then you're gonna be like, I can face anything now. Like you feel me? I love that. So moving on, national championship. And I read I loved your article on Miles Figure, Trey Talks. I love it. Okay. I'm gonna just quote a little bit. He was like in your brightest, it's called in your brightest moment, take a breath. I love yeah. that whole thing. And do you feel like you live in your wing? And why do you think it's important for people to live in their wing? So a lot happens when you have a monumentous moment like that, and it's just like chaos so yes. it's just like being at the start line when it gets quiet and it's just your thoughts and it's just like either 
you're going to succumb to these thoughts or you're just going to be like, take a breath and it's over and you go. Mm -hmm. So it's the same situation. Like you have to realize like, I might need to take my victory lap instead of doing half a lap because you don't get many of those or mm -hmm. you need to spend an extra second in the hug because that hug is going to mean more or take a minute, tell the media to be quiet because you're emotional and you need to take it in stuff like that. So people get caught up in like the chaos and the hype. So they're like trying to run everywhere. They're like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then like, mm -hmm. you have people pulling you like, you got to go medals. You got to go do these interviews. You got to go to drug testing. You got to go run the other relay. It can wait for a few seconds for you to like, all right, this is kind of cool. Yeah, This is kind of cool. Yes. Do you feel like you were able to, to take it in? Oh, yeah. I told me, it was like, I need a minute. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> and that official was like trying to tell us to come back. I was like, nope, I'm running on track. <laughs> this is my show for my five minutes. This is my fame. Y'all can, can have it after these five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> as you should. As then, you should. And then I went back and I was like, all right, we did it. That was awesome. <laughs> now I gotta go pee for this dude. <laughs> Cause I know they come quick. I know you as they say you as say whatever. I felt bad. I felt so bad for that poor girl. I was like, I don't have to pee, so you're gonna have to walk around with me for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Okay, so you have two first of all, I think it's so cool how you count your steps. <laughs> oh yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's uh so seven and then three times four is 12. So 19 and then, uh, so 23 steps indoors and then 40 outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's not... So you have 240 steps left in your college career. What do you have your eyes on? I mean, I want to take it as far as I can. Like, um, I have one of the fastest season openers in college history. Um, and I've, PB basically every competition and it's only been two competitions but um I mean we're on track to do some pretty awesome stuff so I'm gonna see how fast I can take it um and if the opportunity presents itself I I hope I rise up and take it yes definitely so Trey talks let's just get into your column how did you get started with that so my undergrad was PR, so I was like, I'm going to use this at least. I'm going to learn how to, like, write a press release or something. Mm -hmm. So it first started with Runner Space slash Diestat. I was, like, looking at, um, like, my friend Mondo Duplantis or, like, Tania Marshall. Um, yeah. I wrote two things for them on there. And it was basically, like, an abstract view of, like, how I see it um, because – not a lot of people get that take. They're always asking, like, how do you feel about the competition? Or, like, how do you feel about this person racing against you? And that stuff. It's never, like, us ever getting to be a spectator. Um, mm -hmm. And one of my favorite things to do is, like, take off-guard candids of people. Because mm -hmm. I feel like it's actually them instead of them posing or, like, trying to smile. So I was kind of figuring that's, like, the same thing these articles can be. Mm -hmm. So I just wrote about, like, how I view, like, 
these people who I've gotten to know, like doing these crazy things. And at the same time, it's like commonplace for me. Like, like I said earlier, it's like, it's my reality. People ask me anything about pole vault. Like one of my only friends is Mondo that does pole vault. So I'm just like, oh, world record. That's yeah. what you gotta do. That, you gotta go up there. So I just tried to like encapsulate like what it's like to be in that moment or be on the infield and just watching this okay. in like real time or like how I would view Tania's race from a hurdler. Like mm-hmm. no one ever is going to get that viewpoint from anyone else unless like another hurdler writes it. So that's where it started. And then it blossomed into an opinion column <laughs> <laughs> that I now have. <laughs> it's so, great, though. I love that. Yeah, I have a really difficult time, uh, like, talking about myself or, like, writing about, like, who I am, my feelings, and that sort of stuff. So I'm kind of using that also as, like, an avenue to be like, hey, this is, like, kind of a journal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of taken that angle so far, but we'll see where it evolves to. Yes, I love it. I love that you write. Like, did, can you, you see yourself kind of like, you know, post all this, all track, like you on the track? Do you, can you see yourself writing? I could. Um, okay. It's hard, though, because I write in chunks. Like, I don't write, like, all right, 30 minutes, I'm going to write. No, yeah. like, I sit down, I'm writing the whole article. Oh. Like, I'll write it in, like, an hour. No problem. What? Like, proofread, sent, ready to go. Um, so that's how I write. So I have to be like kind of inspired sometimes. So I was in drugs. I had drug testing the other day and I was like, Ooh, I can write about how being a professional athlete is an invasion of privacy. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) And I also have to remind myself of like, people don't know what it's like to live this. So like, I have to dumb my thoughts down at some point like oh people actually find this quite interesting I'm like oh I do this like ever so often someone comes and gets my blood or my urine and it goes off to some place Left. where the urine gods take it <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah okay okay I like that so we're gonna I'm gonna check the question box out and just see what we got flowing um oh this is a good one what inspires you what inspires me? Yes. So we can take this in two ways. We can take this in life and we can take this in track since we're talking about track and life. So we'll start small with track. Um, I've been asking myself this question for a long time. Why do I run at solid objects? And why is it so fun? (laughs) I have no idea. Um, It's like one of the only things in my life where I can have a bad day or even practice can be hard and I will enjoy it. Like, even if I'm complaining, like, oh my gosh, I have repeat 300s. I'm still going to enjoy it at the end of the day. Like, I'm at the track. I'm happy. Um, I guess because it's like kind of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I always like to challenge myself and I'm like kind of good at it. So it makes it enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I would just say, like, intrinsic motivation for track. Um, I got lucky in that department, I would say. Like, I'm just, I don't know why. Um, 
And then for life, um, I really think trying to be better than you were the day before is a really good one. Um, and like whether that is I communicate better with my friends or I don't have to respond in a certain way or I can bring more intensity to the track. So it kind of all intertwines like that. So that's how I view life. Yeah. That's how I'm motivated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like this one. Favorite R&B artist? Oh, I don't <laughs> know. So people ask me what kind of music I like. Um, mm -hmm. I like everything but country music. And I might be weird. I don't do playlists either. So I just hit shuffle on my entire music album. What? Yeah. <laughs> So it's it will go from EDM to Janet Jackson to <laughs> Chainsmokers to Imagine Dragons all the way to reggaeton and like just French music. It's all over the place. But my favorite R&B artist? I don't know. Pro okay, so this is like way back in the back brain when I was like four in the backseat <laughs> of mom's car with like the hit clips or whatever like the little tiny thing a little one minute song Mary J. Blige <laughs> is my favorite <laughs> what she doing? no sleep on Mary <laughs> yeah Mary J. Blige is my yes I love you so Mary okay um she's my favorite Ooh, this is going to be the last one out of the question box. Okay. What goes through your mind at the start of a race? Okay. So it depends. Um, <laughs> like, literally, what, like, what happens that day? I'm like, mm, what are we going to have for lunch? Or, like, I'm really, like, amped up. I'm like, ooh, this is going to be a great race. Um, it can literally be <laughs> the whole spectrum. And then... Um, Sometimes I'm like counting the hurdles. I'm like, uh, it looks like they don't have all of them. Or like, it's stuff like that. It's so bizarre. Um, and then when it's all like chill, take a breath. I tell myself, clear your head. And then go time. Yeah. It's go time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what goes through my head at the start line. <laughs> so some random stuff and then go time. Yeah, like it can be like the most bizarre thing. Yeah. I feel that. Okay, so I always like to end my interviews off with like some advice, just something that something somebody has gave you to help you get to the position you're in or just something motivating. I have a lot of like young listeners and stuff like that. So just, you know, any advice you have. Okay. So a few things come to mind. Um, my mother always told me, go be awesome. So that means like whatever capacity um, that could mean go PB, mm -hmm. go have fun, put on a show, all the above. Um, I live by that. I tell people that um, I think it's a really good tool just to be like, hey, go be awesome. Yeah. And it's unexpected. It's very light. Um, it's positive. So that would be my first one. Um, another one would be be yourself 
because especially in track, uh, if you are not authentically you or true to yourself, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard um, because it's just you. Yeah. Coach isn't out there. Your teammates aren't out there. It's just you. Even on a relay, it's just you on the leg. So if you're not comfortable in your own skin, you're not going to be able to perform at your best. Um, you can take that into whatever direction you need to be, figure out some stuff about yourself. And you'd be surprised how much it helps. Like, uh, just being able to be confident, like, yeah, I got this. All I have to worry about is these 10 barriers today. Mm-hmm. It helps a lot. And then, um, going back to the be awesome like be nice to yourself like you don't have to be hypercritical um i'm very critical of like everything i do i'll be like oh my god like i hit the whole foot on the ground on step two in between hurdle five and six and it slowed me down x y and z and that's why i didn't run 1295 like so yeah yeah like you can get to that point and then you have to realize like eh, next one something's up next so like be kind to yourself like you don't always have to be harsh like i know it's hard to think about like thoughts that just come to your head but you can like pause them you don't have to continue the thought um so that would be my words of advice yes i love to be kind to yourself because I'll be hard on myself too. I remember one time uh, we did Nike Cross Nationals live interview. I was told the girl was like, "Yeah, my name is something, something, something." I was like, "Okay, Anna, on live, wrong name." Like, and I would just beat myself up so bad. I was like, "Why would I do that?" Yeah, but you have to be nice to yourself though, because at the end of the day, nobody's perfect. Facts. That's nobody's big facts. perfect. But yes, thank you so much for coming on my platform. Thank you. Thanks so for much. having me. It was a good yeah. conversation. Yes. Yeah. Some yeah great questions. <laughs> yeah, some great questions. I wish yeah. all the re- I wish all the reporters asked questions like this. I'm trying to teach them, Trey. I'm trying. Good. <laughs> but Good. best of luck this weekend and on the rest of your uh, season. And hopefully, I'll see you at Worlds. Thank you. You will. Yes. Okay. Well, to the loop. Have a good meet. Thank you.